Hello, dear friend Hannah. <laughs> Hi, dear friend Kate. Guess what? What? I have something to share with you today. <gasps> what is it? An interview. With Jesus? No, with our friend. Actually, you may have been there. What? Ben Wong. I love that kid. Yes! Do you remember when he came through Denver on his way from L.A. to New York? Yes, he was doing a cross-country road trip because he had just wrapped filming on either American Born Chinese, which he's starring in coming out in 2023, or the Disney Plus movie Chain Can Dunk, also coming out in 2023. Either way, he had big things going on and made the time for little old us. He was gracious enough to chat with us and reminisce about all things elementary school, high school, in between, and talk about his current and future career as a performing artist. Ben Wong guest starred in Search Party on Hulu. MacGyver, the series from 2016. Made a guest appearance on Sex Appeal. He has written, directed, and performed in some of his own work, and was a guest appearer every day of high school in Northfield, Minnesota. Where we went. Where we went to school. Ben is an amazing guy. We were so honored to be able to sit down with him. And funny enough, it was actually the first time we'd ever used a true microphone to record. So thank you, Ben, for being there through our foibles <laughs> and mistakes. But we're really excited to share this conversation with you. And we had a lot of fun recording it. Honored to know him, honored to be sharing this interview with you, and we hope you enjoy. Enjoy. Here it is, Ben Wong. Well, Ben, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. Okay. <laughs> I don't want that. I, I, that's not how I wanted to start. Like, I'm just like annoyed. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank yeah. Um, um, But today we have yes. Ben Wong. Hello. Here. I'm here. I'm so excited here. to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I didn't do my warm-ups. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that real? Do you do what? those? A like vocal warm-ups? Yellow oh. leather? Yeah. Yes, yeah. red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow. I'm so good at those now that I can do them so fast. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow. Or unique New York, unique New York, unique oh New York, unique New York. Oh my god, a professional. So yeah. does it actually help now? I feel like they helped more when it was tougher to get through. Sure. But now they're so easy. There's a sushi chef, sushi chef, sushi chef, sushi chef. Oh it's my like, She sells seashells down at the seashore. She sells seashells down at the seashore. That is right? impressive. Yeah. That's almost like robotic. Yeah. yeah. yeah but the, all... the vocal warm-ups are real. Oh, they're real. Very real. Yeah. Ooh. Especially in theater. Have you ever bop, bop, bopped to the top? <laughs> I have slipped, I have slid, and I have ridden that rhythm. <laughs> One of the first things that we want to understand about you is we notice that you don't have a Wikipedia page. Yes, that's right. That's the and word that's on the really, street. That's what the whole internet's been talking about. From what mm-hmm. my Google yeah. Yeah. Hollywood Reporter has been yeah. on the beat. Absolutely. Uh, it must I mean, be so exhausting. So we were wondering... You know what, Hannah? If why don't you ask? You did have a Wikipedia page. What would it say about your life? Um, the funny thing is, I, I think a different Ben Wong does have a Wikipedia page. Really? Yes. Yes. He really? is an electrical engineer. Yeah. I, I, I want to say Tennessee State. I, I don't know. That's right. Material science. Tennessee yes. State. <laughs> I mean, I was looking for your Wikipedia Done your page. reading. Wow. Yeah. This is very impressive. This, Why, is, like thank a, you. this is like a Nardmore interview. Uh, ben Wong is uh, uh, an, an actor. 
uh, so Ben Wong, uh, <laughs> <laughs> left parenthesis, uh, B period, uh, September 21st, 1997, yes. right parenthesis, um, is a actor, uh, best known for, I, I guess if this Wikipedia page were viewed, uh, in 2023, it would, it would probably say best known for, uh, Chank and Dunk and American Born Chinese, um, Ooh. Uh, and if you're looking for Ben Wong disambiguous, uh, sorry, if you're looking for Ben Wong the material scientist, and then it will be like Ben Wong disambiguous, and then you click that, <laughs> it takes you to that. That's pretty specific for not actually having a Wikipedia page. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I've, been, I've been drafting my Wikipedia page for a long, long time. I, how, just, I mean, I, how many... How's it going? Tell us more. <laughs> how's, how's it going? <laughs> how's the Wikipedia page going? It's good. But Ben, what we have been able to find on the internet about you, because we know obviously nothing about you, um, is that right. according to what website? IMDb? According to, uh, are you... Are those the initials? IMDb? I don't know what you're about to say, so mm-hmm. I can't tell you. Yeah, that. so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, you have been described as, quote, young handsome and asian <laughs> have i you have you have oh, as well sources. you have also been described as someone who has quote decided not to reveal his abundance or use instagram but, uh, so, but i don't know who's writing these things about me i'm precisely. glad they are they're also lying because i do have an instagram exactly um, i'm i'm glad you cleared that up because yeah. i we had messaged about this interaction on Instagram, and yes. two articles said that so you I don't. don't have an Instagram. There are articles about me on the internet now? They're, they yeah. just, they say basically no no info exists about you. About, okay, that's yes. good. That's how um, I want it. Yeah, the two articles that I found were on different websites, tvguidetime.com and 44 bars. Yeah. They say they that you're quite well off. <laughs> is this a truth? Is, are you no, I'm hiding your abundance. I will pull this article up because it is... I'm... Oh, did they meant my monetary abundance, yes. not my artistic abundance. Well, I mean, they did specify. Oh, you know what it is? You know what I think it is? I think that's one of those auto-generated articles. You know, Do when they so are... so like so like I think because a lot of those sites will have like blank has been in blank and blank and blank, and uh-huh. his net worth is blank. Right. So maybe yeah. that's their autofill in the blank for They're we like, don't know his net worth. It was kind no. of a whole... Yeah, that actually makes sense, because it said yeah. you are young, handsome, and Asian, which are not untrue, but very observational <laughs> but, yeah. Something a, a computer, you know, might, know. might be exactly. able to scan and... Like, and, if you uh, need to know anything wow. about Ben Wong, yeah. it's that he's young, handsome, and Asian, and that, you know, apparently yeah. that's all the internet has to say. Knowing that you are, like, a humble, modest, genuine person is very cool, you have a true passion for the art, for the performance, for the work, and... Uh, it's the money. It's <laughs> <laughs> ever since high school theater. Why do you think I did it? Yeah, so true. That's to. what the internet is saying. Um, I want to go to uh, talking about like your life currently. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the people that you work with. You've yeah. worked with some incredible people. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Liu. Yes. Margaret Cho, right? No. No. Not yet. Not yet. I, hope, I hope one day. <laughs> okay, she great, was great, in great. The IMBD. Did she? Was oh, she well, in she was. She and I. So she and I did. That's true. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Well, she and I did a movie. She and I are in the same movie, but okay. I never met her met once. Her? We, okay. ne- we didn't have any scenes together. So, okay. So yeah. yeah, what is your relationship like with these people who are very well established in yeah in film in Hollywood and I know yeah the community. I mean, it's it, it really it's insane because um, growing up, 
these were, you know, the people that I have had the chance to work with were the people that I saw. They were the only, you know, instances of, of representation that I saw on, on TV. Lucy Liu is one of really, she really is the pioneer sort of Asian, one of the pioneer Asian American um, actors in the United mm-hmm. States. Um, like, really, it was just her for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can't emphasize that one enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, like, working with Michelle Yeoh, whom, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I was watching in Chinese, in China, when I was, you know, That's six. That's insane. Right? The and And Daniel though. Wu was in Police Story. I mean, he is, uh, Daniel Wu is uh, not very well known here in the States, but he is a huge, huge star in, uh, in Asia. Um, Which... In my opinion, almost means more because the population. It's difference. true. No, like, seriously, yeah. more yeah. people will probably recognize right. him than like, than you know, Woody Harrelson. I don't know. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, or someone who's only famous. I don't know why. It, I don't <laughs> why it says about me that that's no. the sort of example of an iconic American actor. Um, but I think he is. I, I love him. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's crazy, and it, the funny thing is that this show that I'm working on, it's sort of. Um, it's got a sort of a magical realism element to it where it's like this, the, the average like slice of life, life of like an average high schooler and all his struggles meet like this crazy world of like Chinese mythology and gods and deities. Uh, and all of these oh. deities and gods are played by, <laughs> to what are to me like literal, pretty much as close oh, to a funny. god as you can get, Just right? Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was like really, it was like if a Chinese deity would, are like these characters that I've read about, you know, growing up and people tell you stories about. And in the same way, these people playing them are these people that you've heard stories about and have seen and, and you know. That's just and surreal. Admired oh, that's like when, when your, your favorite life. couple from a rom-com starts dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, almost, it's the same. It's the same <laughs> thing. I, I've always said. Once I said it, it maybe it's not quite. I've said, I said, that's what I said to Michelle. Yeah, I said, seeing you now is like when I, so my, when I see Joseph Levin, uh, Gordon Levin, and um, and whoever the fuck, and, and whoever the she's fuck. already walked away. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. She's yeah. she's busy. She doesn't have time. I, I know the feeling. That's beautiful. That's incredible. Yeah, like, that seems like such a, a surreal experience. Yeah, I was so excited that you get to experience that. Yeah, and was, you're just unreal. at the beginning of your career. Yeah. as well. Um, I have to ask as well that that kind of. Reminds me slightly of Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, another Disney Channel yes. original movie. I'm another, right. I'm another as in really. Kate and I have been binge watching Disney Channel original movies. Yes. We have we're through one through three of the Cheetah Girls. Mm-hmm. We're you know <laughs> That's moving all up. <laughs> From what I understand, <laughs> your understanding is correct. <laughs> if there's a secret fourth Cheetah Girl, please <laughs> tell me. That is so true. Yeah. Uh, oh. Does Raven come back? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think Raven Simone will ever listen to our podcast? This is no. off. <laughs> this is Very not the point. The but you know that took a turn. So um, that always does. But Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. I I mean, the thing about Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior mm-hmm. is that. Uh, it's crazy that that show, that movie existed, because I, I I like to know the story of how that got made. Because at that time when that came out, there was no Asian American representation. Interesting. Period. You know, yeah. no one no one yeah. ever was like, let's make a movie about a Chinese American girl that is actually about her um, right. Chinese Americanness. Yeah, that's you know so what I mean? yeah, good point. Good point. That's um, that's not just with right. oh she's also Chinese in right. this role. It's right, which her. is all, which is like run a song in the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, mm-hmm. right? Playing iconic London Tipton. Absolutely, right. absolutely iconic. That was uh, interesting too because that was sort of like a colorblind casting role in yeah, a way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, she could have been uh, any race, 
Sure. Or, or really, and, I, I bet if you read that on a page, you would think white was would be the first sure. thing you yeah, think yeah. of. Yeah. And a, a hotel heiress? Yep. Yeah. I think Paris Hilton. Right. Um, and, and in my memory, really, on when I was watching TV at that time, that was the only, really the only Asian American on TV that I can remember of all the things that I watched. Like her and, and also yeah. Grant Imahara from, from Mythbusters. Oh, like, that's whoa. two. That's wild. That yeah, those, like, that's are the two. only two people that right. I can't. You I, can recall. I've racked my, but maybe there is more. Like you have a different eye for it. Yes, like, exactly. You are somebody who would be paying way more attention. It's true. Than someone like me right. who is just like, oh yeah, Brenda Song, she's awesome. Yeah. You know, I was like, also inspired by Brenda Song, but very I mean, different. <laughs> yeah, in a different way. <laughs> as you yeah. should be. Yeah. As, every, so, as yeah. everybody should be. So true. Uh, yeah. What an icon. Um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. That's well, I'm glad that you actually have had experiences of like benefiting from that representation because I think that I mean I know for me it gives a lot more meaning to like making sure that that's in different spaces that we create whether that's you know an entertainment one or yeah. a school or whatever yeah. it may be but yeah like representation matters through and through and through right and you don't often hear people who were like yeah and I saw someone do that just like me when that wasn't common it's almost like you were at sort of this turning point in the entertainment industry too yeah i mean even now in this show um and all and all the things i've done i really don't think any of it could have existed even five years ago hmm. so why do, what do you think was the turning point for this type of show and yeah. representation to happen i've been thinking about that for a long time um i, I can only speculate mm -hmm. but you, there's some facts that i know um one is that the thing that really kicked it off in the mainstream was Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. That movie came out, and that movie was a hit. Yeah. And the book was then, better. We're just of saying, course. I read it first. Of course. <laughs> it's not Right, well, yeah, and even the book. The book came out. The book was a hit. Right. Then the movie came out, and the movie was a hit. Right. And all of a sudden, the studios and the producers are going, oh, this kind of movie makes money. Mm -hmm. You know, There's a market. Because, right, there's a market. Yeah. Um, and a big one. And really, that's the impetus that it took, was that, oh, this can make money. Because before that, all of these projects that I've been doing have been in the pipeline for so long. You know, the American yeah. Born Chinese has been, like, being worked on and pitched and going through the thing, the studios, for, I think, from what I understand, four or six years. Wow. Right? That's a lot. Is that, yeah, what's, like, the typical, I guess, maybe, does it depend? I'm not, I'm not even sure myself. Um, well, Ben, you might need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> We're going to um, give you tips. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Crazy Rich Cajuns came out, and all of these things that have been, just been raring to go, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Shang-Chi, and then Shang-Chi came out. And Shang-Chi yes. only came out because Crazy Rich Asians was a hit, and Shang-Chi was a hit, and because Shang-Chi was a hit, um, you know... Then it perpetuates it, it, the, Everything yeah, keeps yeah. moving, and it... I mean, this is... But the, this has almost happened a couple times before. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out, right? And that was an Oscar hit, right. right? And so people got, you know, in our in the community got excited. It's like, okay, are these this movies are going to be... These is happening, and then nothing right. happened. Oh. Right? Even before that, Joy Luck Club came out in you know, the eighties or nineties. Um, and it was a hit and everybody loved it. And people said, okay, more of these and nothing. Huh. Right. Um, yeah. and do you think it just like projects weren't able to get off the ground or I think the timing, the timing wasn't right. Okay. I think right now in our culture, in, 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 in the history of the United States right now, um, in our society, in our culture, 
it's this is the prime time like yeah. the things that are coming together now have never all been here at the same time um asian yeah. americans are more visible now mm-hmm. right um there is uh for better or for worse and uh, an impetus to uh sort of promote asian american identity mm-hmm. because of the sort of violence and the rhetoric mm-hmm. that have been sort of coming out against us in, in the past couple right. of years um and the internet i think has really helped you know, young, not even young, but like m- the prime audience of today are like this internet educated group of people, mm-hmm. right? Who have a yeah. much broader scope of sort of culture and things that they like. You know, m- anime is mainstream now, right? Yeah. So anime is mainstream now. Yeah. Um, yeah. M- people watch anime that didn't I mean even when I was a kid in Northfield like if you watched anime you had to sort of whisper about it otherwise you were a weird loser yeah like nerd right. Uh, right. yeah because yeah, you know what you're right there was an anime club and mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't respected yeah yeah but I think also to what you're saying it's it's western mainstream now it's yeah, exactly yeah yeah so it's like all of these things are here at the same time and all of that is I think what's led to this sort of strange but exciting moment in the entertainment industry um, where we can and people want us and people will support the creation of, um, I guess I can call it Asian American media. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that is now a profitable commodity. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if it, it's a bit cynical to look at it that way, but it's the truth. Yeah. yeah it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Have you intentionally taken roles that have highlighted Asian American um, identities? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm so I'm like pretty new to my success, mm-hmm. right? That's and so why we're really, so interested in right, you. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so well, but, but what that means was like really all of my projects up to this point weren't a choice. Mm. Um, it was my you know my agent will send me 10 auditions a week mm-hmm. and that's a lot but sometimes it can't be that much um and I'll do all of them yeah and then once in a while one will or two will give me a call back and then if I'm really really one in a million lucky they'll say we want you to do this part and when the last two years I have not been in a position ever where I could be like uh picking and choosing picking and choosing yeah um and so that makes me feel even more lucky that the roles that I have played have all been so like, so good, so, so much fun, good. so yeah. fitting, and like good deep roles written by good writers, and it's like I, it's that's incredible. It's it's mind blowing to me that I I've gotten to do everything that I get to do, and that's that's yeah. beautiful. You get to play a part in the representation, and I and yeah. I know that like, yeah, and have so much fun, yeah, and yeah. meet incredible people, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your, like, the community that you found in uh, Los Angeles. The people you've met, the... Incredible, yeah. Um, the cast, fantastic. And, and uh, this, this show is a mix of sort of young talent and... And this these is American-born Chinese. American-born Chinese uh, is a mix of young talent and also um, these, like, established stars. Mm. Um, but everyone across the board was so cool and chill and kind... Mm. Um, and that's something that speaking to the crew, they're like, that's usually not the case. Really? You know, big stars, uh, True. like Michelle Yeoh and Daniel Wu and, you know, all of the, the, the people in that pedigree have 
no need to be mm. as kind as yeah. all of the people, all of them were. Honestly, I, I like, you know, you, you see sometimes you hear stories about like big stars being like difficult um, mm. and you, you go, oh, that's that's so unreasonable. But being someone who works in the industry, like I, I part of me is like, I totally get it. Mm. This It's a hard industry to work in. And sometimes to preserve your work as an artist, to preserve your best art, um, you, you make the decision that I'm going to be that I have, I'm gonna pay attention to this type of thing, but you know, not put as much attention into other things. It definitely affects your boundaries, right? Yeah. Um, but the fact that you know all of them were so generous with their kindness, um, I have nothing but good things to say uh, about everybody on the IMDb list. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's um, so beautiful. long list too. That's pretty it's, impressive. Yeah, seriously, not a single. And you know, the whole crew, yeah, I know, concurs. And and speaking of the crew, the crew were incredible. Um, largely made up of Asian American and Chinese American. Very cool. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, which is also a thing that I've um, never done before. I, I shot um, a film back in the fall, another Asian American story for for um, for Disney Plus, Tank and Dunk, mm-hmm. and that crew was awesome, fantastic. Um, they were mostly white, you know, and having the Asian American crew on this film um, made me realize what an asset that is mm. to telling. An Asian American story. Yeah. Everything from the set deck, you know, they built uh, an entire house inside one of the sound stages. Wow. Right? And every detail of this house felt so familiar to me. Like, just from the tiniest details of um, the carpet in the hallway has had a little, you know, mesh carpet protector underneath it that was poking out on one corner. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was a thing, but that's a thing. And in fact, one of the, at, at, when, during one of the scenes, like one of the uh, camera ops was like, uh, can we fix that a little thing? There's like a little thing poking out. And then like the set deck was like, no, 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 that's intentional. That's part of it. Yeah. That's and I was incredible. like, yeah. Um, those are like the details that like really make you feel like, wow. Um, it's seriously this project. I don't know if I'll ever have it this good again. Um, it was just, the energy was just like so warm. It it felt like we all realized we were in this boat of like, we're making something pretty special Mm. and pretty unique and important. Everyone was like, Mm. really felt like, um, people were there to do more than just, you know, their job. Well, and it, it sounds too like, you know, the, your sort of defining moments as a kid were seeing people in those roles and then being able to actually play that out, but play it out not just as you are the, once again, only Asian American on set or in the environment where everybody is creating from that perspective and and doing that. And I think that's, you bring up a good point as well in because the crew shared that identity and understood those, those details and important things it, it made a difference in the overall production and yeah absolutely the It'll authenticity runs deeper yeah. hey we come to interrupt this podcast to announce a very important opportunity for you this is your chance to shine this is your sign this is your ad space if you have a creative pursuit, a small business that you want to promote, or anything else that you've got going on that you just need a shout out for, we got you. For no money required. Zero cost. Email us at thattookaturnpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Email us at thattookaturnpodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening to us. We want to give you a shout out as well.
You know what? I bet you can't wait to get back to this episode. Let's get back to it. Uh, bye. Bye. Um, I mean, I feel like, as we said before, but who knows if it was in a previous take, we've known you for 14 years. So, I mean... Yeah. 14 years? You guys have known each other longer than... It's true. Than wow. any of the rest yeah. of us. Wow. 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 I just wow. think that could... Is that our new intro? Wow. Like, wow. just that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Reality TV. We're big fans. I'm a big fan. I'll speak mm-hmm. for myself and only myself. I'm a bystander. Yeah. Yes. Collateral damage. If you... If your fame brought you to a reality TV <laughs> venture... God... God help... <laughs> me... God help the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, you know, gun to your head scenario, more so just like, you, you'll be unemployed if you don't go on this reality TV show. Uh-huh. Which one would you choose if you had your pick of the lot? I, I don't, I feel like I don't know that much about reality TV shows, but I would love to be on, Gordon Ramsay has these shows where he just like cooks for people. Yes, <gasps> it's, it's, I think it's called the, it's the F word, right? And he's got like the kitchen. He goes into the kitchen and he yells at all these people and he's like, yo, you, you know, you, Wait, is you the, the show called the F word? Yes. Or is it called fuck? No, it's called the F word. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Great, great. Thank you. I, was, yeah. I didn't know either. Yeah. But then he, he'll like, you know, he'll go in the kitchen and he'll yell at these people and be like, oh, you donkey. And then he'll go out into the <laughs> dining room where like all of these celebrity friends right. have gathered just to just to taste the food and, uh, and shoot the shoot the hay with uh, Gordon Ramsay and uh so who would so you be in that uh, you'd uh, be in the dining room oh yeah that seems like the calmer I mean is that even a question uh, obvious I you had to ask it I don't know it's a very fair question because yeah. I would want to be in the back like I want to be like tossing the shrimp in the air and getting yelled you know? at by Gordon Ramsay my gosh well I I think that's part of the experience you know it's really <laughs> <laughs> That's that's true. I can't argue with that. <laughs> what is an assumption you think other people make about you? And would they be correct about this assumption? Oh, God. I mean, we know from the article that you are, <laughs> that people assume people you're assume. mysterious. And, and Asian. And, and Asian and, and, and young. young. And, and, and young. People, that actually is a big one. People assume that I'm much younger than I am. Really? Yes. Yeah, especially in the film. I, I've... I've been told this so many times that I accept it as truth. Um, in in life, I look young, and on camera, I look really young. Interesting. Um, yeah, because that... I suppose you played like high school age yeah. roles, yeah. right? Yeah. And I don't notice because I've lived with me my whole life. I assume I look however old I feel. Yeah. But um, I've been chased out of graveyards. What? No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can I was. That's right. What do you mean? I was not chased out, but I was walking through Greenpoint Cemetery in Brooklyn. It's near where I live. Um, and the security guy was like, young man. And I was like, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> and he goes, uh, listen, he, he comes right up to me. And yeah, he kind of looks around, he leans in and goes, listen, normally children under 18 have to be with an adult to walk oh. through the cemetery. But listen, oh. listen, listen, listen. It's cool. It's cool. Just don't cause any trouble. All right. And I said, oh, this is a silly misunderstanding, sir. I'm, you know, 24. Uh, <laughs> And and he said so and he said, sure, whatever, don't worry about it. That made me mad. I was like, do you want to see my? I was gonna take out my ID. Yeah. He was, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I was like, you. <laughs> like how you? dare you? How dare child? you? He's I'm like, not I'm doing you a favor, but he was not. He was not. He was. He yeah. thought I was a child. 
I mean, hopefully that means that you can be acting... Well, I mean, I know you can be yeah. acting for forever and yeah. play whatever roles, but, like... You're, yes. You have youth on your side. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a part of myself that I've accepted, and uh, it's gotten me a lot of jobs, and yeah. uh, one day I will look old. You will. Um, what if you don't? What if you, like, just never look... You always not look a under... Wrinkle. Under 18. That would be really scary. Did you have Really trouble? exciting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You could do a lot of crazy The scientific things. community would go bonkers, yeah. I think. Except I'd have to convince them that I'm actually you that's know, true. 70. And how would I do that? Yeah. Um, too, too much effort. Too much yeah. time. Can we talk about your early life? And like, I'm just thinking we know who you are and we know your, your background. Yeah. Um, but we didn't really get a full Wikipedia page. So I know <laughs> you said you were born in Beijing. I was born in Beijing. Yes. And for those of you listening at home, um, I just want to bring this up because I don't want to run over this chance to embarrass Katie, but (laughs) she, on our previous take, had said, so I heard, from what we understand, you were born in a small town in China. Well, yes, and that was my understanding, and it was incorrect. (laughs) As, yeah. Yeah, it's a small town of 10 million. 12 million? That's pretty small. I mean, mean, Although it's true that in, so people in China, if they come from like a town of 1 million people, they'll be like, yeah, it's a small town. They'll call right. it like 1 million is a village in China. That's, um, yeah. And yeah, I, you wow. were the first one who told me that. I've yeah. shared that with other people <laughs> when they uh, are, oh, that's not a small town. It's like, well, <laughs> like, yeah, well listen, not, you're not, wow. you're not out there. So, but anyway, yeah. So you were, you were born in Beijing, which is not a small town by any means. <laughs> um, and when did you come to the States? Uh, I came when I was six years old. Six years yeah, old? Yeah. Um, I immigrated with my mom. Do you know, I guess maybe not do you know, but why did you guys come to the States? Um, it's an interesting story. <laughs> it's an As interesting story. As most of your stories are, yes. I feel. Uh, the f- from what I understand, the first person in my family to come to the States was my great aunt. And she went to the U of M. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Dope. And, um, Which is the University of Minnesota, uni- for those of you who yes, didn't the, live The Minnesota. M could stand for anything. anything. Michigan, Maryland, Montana, but you know what? Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so she came to the University of Minnesota, and from what I understand, she met my future step-grandfather there. So my step-grandfather is a white guy, um, and he speaks fluent Chinese, um, and at the time he was teaching at the U of M, and, uh, and this is all... From, from con- it's not conjecture because I'm pretty sure this is what happened but it's been a while since they've told me the story sure. so it, if there's uh, details that are wrong I'm sorry there's a margin um, of error so my grandfather was collecting oral histories in China and he went to the village um, where my great aunt is from it's also where my grandmother is from because they are siblings yeah this rural village in inner Mongolia in China can I ask you said inner Mongolia in China yes uh, inner Mongolia is a province of China so there's okay. Mongolia proper which Mongolia which is uh, the country right and then in China there is a province or a state essentially right. uh, called inner Mongolia it's the northmost state in China closest to um, Mongolia yes it borders Mongolia pretty much all through I its see. northern uh, border and uh, that's where my mom's side of the family is from Cool. Um, yeah, and they, they lived outside of um, a city called Hukahalta, so which I, I believe is that. is what the the okay. Mongolian uh, uh, walk chain Who's Hut is named after. Oh my goodness! I think uh, there's there's got to be a connection yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, 
Wait, I... is it Who's Hut? Isn't it Who's Hut? It's like... This is also super regional. Like, there's no Who's Huts in, uh, you know, outside of Minnesota from what I... Outside the Midwest, maybe, from Was what I Was it a Genghis... It's like, yeah, it's like, or it's a got Gen- a... Yeah. It's a sort of a Genghis Khan... There is one that's, like, called Genghis. There's one called Genghis, but there's one... There's a chain called Who's Hut. And I swear it's called... Yeah. It's named after Huahautu, because in English, uh, Huahautu is called... It's usually truncated to Huhut. Oh! Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, that does yeah, sound familiar yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah. Wow. Ho hot. But anyway, um, that's <laughs> where my grandfather met my grandmother. And so they were the first to immigrate to the United States. My grandmother was, my, so my great aunt was the first to come to the States as a student. And then my grandmother came um, with my step grandfather. And then um, about Did 10. Did they come to be close to your great aunt or to, for work or? For. Well, my grand, my grandfather, my step grandfather lives here, and he teaches here. That's right. I, and after he married right. my grandmother, um, yeah, it was sort of a, a, a foregone conclusion that you know she would come, and sure. then that I would come. The original plan actually was for me to come as soon as I was born, um, really? as early as possible. Yeah, but the paperwork at the time um, was very very difficult, and then I, I'm sure nine eleven made it even more difficult, um, and so yeah, originally I was supposed to come. You know, when I was, you know, pre-memory. Yeah, um, yeah. So but, was your was your mom supposed to come at that same time? Yeah, or I'm not entirely sure what the original plan was. When I was six, um, she and I came, and we lived with my grandparents um, in, in at their house in Faribault. Oh. Yes. Yeah, their big house in the, in the countryside. Um, and so I grew up sort of in the middle of nowhere, like, truly like woods on one side, cornfield on the other side, the dirt road. Um... And at that point, my mom went to college. Um, she had gone to college in China. You know, the, that degree gets sort of illegitimized mm, when you come to the just states. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so she uh, went again to get another um, undergrad degree. She now has three. She now has done undergrad three times. Holy cow! She did her Chinese wow. undergrad. She did that undergrad, and then she just did undergrad again for her oh. early childhood education. Oh my gosh! And so she your is, mother. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. You know, I I I can't like say that I remember any stories that you had told about your mom, but I do remember like it's, it's like ingrained in my memory. Like Ben's mom is a badass. Like (laughs) she like really did a lot of, of, uh, yeah, it's a family of, it's a long lineage of of badasses. Yeah. And it ends with me. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, the badassery ends right here. I I would argue otherwise, but you know, growing up with you, I guess being going to school with you and, I mean, we we go back. We went to France one we time. We went to France. We did. Actually, ugh, that's a whole other story. We, we went to a techno rave together. I Ben, that's exactly what I was going to say because you two I went remember, to a techno rave together. That's a core memory. It I, is. I, I may or may not have almost or not almost tripped on a baby. Uh, see, what? Just, <laughs> I, maybe edit, edit out there. Edit out the part where I said maybe not almost. <laughs> maybe not. <Okay>? Maybe. <laughs> I was like kidding, but then was. But then was, you're doing a visual gag for the podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah, for everyone listening at home, she pretended to write down. Of, <laughs> edit that out. that out. But yeah, we were with a group of of people from high school, and uh, all of them kind of dispersed. And mm-hmm. Ben and I were like, Ah, we. <laughs> we. <Merci. laughs> <Merci beaucoup. laughs> Uh, practice our français. <laughs> that's why we came. L'education. I don't know. That's, that's not how you say education in French. 
<laughs> you know, we didn't learn much. L'éducation. I was going to say, are you still practicing French? But Oh, not at all. <laughs> Retired. Not even You're on retired. bigger things. That's retired. in my bigger things. coat pocket, in case yeah. I ever need to play one of those classic Chinese-French <gasps> yeah, characters. Yeah, for sure. Classic. Um, at this point in time in your life, what is your dream role? Oh, yeah. Truly, mm-hmm. I just did it. Really? Yeah, the role I played on American Born Chinese um, is like the kind of role that I've wished I could do ever since you know I was in school wow. and wanted to do film and TV. That's amazing. Really, that the project American Born Chinese was, is, and will always be a dream come true for me. Oh, that's I can't beautiful. wait to see it. Yeah. Ugh. It, it was a very special show um, in that it's just, I never felt that the way that I did working on that show. It's, it's, um, for people who don't know, it's based on a graphic novel. Okay. Um, yeah, a very popular graphic novel that apparently is taught in schools a lot. Oh, I'm so curious. Yeah, okay. um, uh, it wasn't taught at Northfield <laughs> middle or high schools. I guess, yeah, I, I would love to ask you, how was growing up in that setting, not being the stereotypical white kid? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's something I've been thinking about for a while, um, because as an Asian American actor, um, working on these sort of Asian American stories, it's 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 made me really look, like, inward for for really it's made me stop and look for the first time, um, at you know my personal experiences growing up in that regard. Just because I I need that stuff to mine, you know, mm-hmm. to to use when I'm working on these um, projects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, Northfield, Minnesota. Well, the, the thing the thing that I've concluded is that it's... The interesting thing about that experience was that if you grow up as um, a Chinese-American person or an Asian-American person in, like, Chicago or a suburb of Chicago or, like, you know, the San Gabriel Valley or, you know, even in just Los Angeles in general, it's different. You have a community of people who are like you, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, whereas in Northfield, it really was just me. Yeah. Um, and you're an only child as well. You right, are exactly. an only child. I was, and I continue <laughs> to be. <laughs> That's good yes. to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, the experience of being the only um, Chinese-American is interesting because on one hand... There really were moments growing up in, in Northfield and going to school where I sort of forgot that I was different, yeah. mm. right, in that way. Sure. That there was the cultural difference. Yeah. And there was the sort of, you know, I re- there were really times where because it's almost like because there was no greater community to, to remind me that I'm a part of this community and not maybe mm. not as much that one, that I, I forgot about it sometimes. But on the flip side, then there would just be moments once in a while where I was really, really reminded it's like you're gliding smooth and then all of a sudden, like, you, you just stop, you know, and go, hmm. And it just, like, turns mm, the, yeah. the context of, like, your view, of, like, on its head almost. Like, sometimes I'm like, I forget that I was Chinese-American or Asian-American. Right, uh-huh. or, or not forget that, but, like, forget that that made me different. Yeah. yeah or that that made me stand out. Yeah. Right. It Until it stops did. you in your tracks. Right. And yeah. I, I will say I'm very, very um, glad to have grown up and gone to school in Northfield. 
Um, I really do think it's a fantastic, well-meaning community. Seriously. And, and the experiences I had there and the positive ones um, have stayed with me and continue to inform me and is really the largest reason for why I am where I am now in my career. Um, you know why do you I mean? say that? I'll tell you this. Um, the first time I ever saw a musical um, was at Northfield High School. And... What musical? It was Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. Oh. It was Fiddler on the Roof, and uh, I was, I think, 12. This was the first time I'd ever seen a musical, and uh, for the main role, they had cast this guy named Tim Kamatsu, who is an Asian-American guy. He was the only Asian-American guy, you know, in his grade. Yeah. Um, to play this, like, Jewish, <laughs> Eastern European man. Um, I love that. And the, the politics of that are... You know, sure, something what, else. Something that yeah. we can talk about on a different podcast. Um, <laughs> but the fact that I saw him in the main role for the, mm. my very first musical is something I hadn't realized until I was talking about this with um, the, the showrunner of, of American Born Chinese. But the fact that the, that was the first... The first thing I ever saw was an instance where an Asian-American could play the main role. This was huge. And I had not had any other precedent of seeing that not happening. Right. And so that, like, the fact that that was instilled in me from the get-go was, I think, a really, really fortunate uh, thing. And and Would you say it's a turning point? I (laughs) might say that it were... Turning point. Wow. wow. Everybody, take a drink. <laughs> drink to that. That's really incredible, though. I, I also kind of love how that really shows the power of representation and, and seeing seriously someone that you can relate to doing something that you really maybe don't believe you can do yet. Or, has, yeah. or have ever like seen. How does it feel to have accomplished one of your dreams? Mm, like True. Now that your dream has happened. Yeah. I mean, that's happened several times for me in my life. What a great you know, thing you know to be able I mean? to say. Yeah. I, I know, actually, now I sound like, maybe, no, <laughs> now do I, I sound cocky, but no. like, it's true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, getting into the NYU drama program was a dream for me when I was in high school. I was like, I, I'll never be able to do that. Well, and then, you know why we didn't think you would ever be able to do it? Because <laughs> Because we, I was terrible in high school. <laughs> no. Well, um, you know, that, you heard me also, sing and you went, yeah, that kid's yeah, not going really, anywhere. He's no. Not, no, we were all in the same first hour art class, our senior year, and... The class ended, or the semester ended in a showcase of all of our work. We all had collections and a big deal for our school. And Ben had the whole semester been like, you know, I I won't be there. I have this NYU thing. I don't think it was actually the whole semester because I don't think you had scheduled it that far in advance. But <laughs> I hope I didn't. And... At this point in like the uh, the fable that is Ben Wong that we tell each other, yes. Hannah and I, that yes. is. Yeah. The <laughs> last time that, like the last memory that I had had of you was you saying, I'm going to be gone because I have this like interview with the school and... The next day, you were at school. You, you were, were not gone. You I were not, not gone. gone. You were present yeah. and accounted for. Yeah. And the entire class was like, "What the fuck, Ben? Yeah. Are you we supposed were just to so be excited somewhere for important?" I, I was, but I had overslept my flight. Terrible. Which slept just, right through it. That's just <sighs> what a letdown. But yeah. the entire time, I had been thinking. This was an interview for NYU, but it wasn't. It wasn't an interview. I, I had already or, passed or, uh, the interview at this point. I, I knew I could go 
should I have the fortune of being able to afford it? Yeah, I see. True, true, true. <laughs> um, so what, what did you miss? I missed, what I missed was an open, like an open house thing for the UCLA drama program, musical theater program, which I had also gotten into. Oh my gosh, gosh. But you I, have just completely butchered your life story. <laughs> that's fine, but I think. But we're talking with the source. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I do remember, like, I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, that truly seals this fate. When, yeah. when it happened. So the, yeah, that makes more sense that it no, wasn't. It did not seal. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why I wasn't super freaked out on Good. that day. You know, yeah. we were all freaked out for it. We you. honestly were. Like, I remember the like the sinking feeling of like, these are someone's dreams just gone. <laughs> well, I think, oh, thank you for feeling but, that way for for but, me. Yeah, no, I, seriously. I think yeah. also because like within that art class, we all had a different sort of artistic appreciation and relationship with each other. Yeah, yeah. and it, well, I was more like you haven't been preparing to be here, so now you have to come up with this whole booth for, like, <laughs> That's right. the entire oh, town to go to Whip that up in, in like, eight six hours. hours. What yeah. was your final art project? My final art project, it was... Stamping. Intaglio uh, Prince. Intaglio yeah, Prince. Yeah, it was printmaking. It was printmaking. Print I'm, I'm glad you ended up at NYU. Me too. It, yeah. was, it was the right program for me. Um, and, yeah, everything I learned, I learned from there. I mean, everything I learned until I left... <laughs> Which that statement means nothing. So, uh, <laughs> everything everything I've learned, learned until I stopped learning there, there, I learned there. Learned there. <laughs> That's profound. And then I moved somewhere else and learned <laughs> there. <More>. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben, at this point in your career, do you feel like you're in the public eye? Do you feel pressure to be in the public eye? Uh, not yet. That's the that's the good part, I think. Yeah. Honestly, uh, eventually, I, I think it's inevitable at this point. Um, it, it, that I'm gonna be at to some degree in the public eye oh god it, I wanna throw up just thinking about it uh, but yeah eventually that's gonna happen but right now mm-hmm. I'm in sort of a zone where I've done all the work but none of it's come out yet um, mm-hmm. so I'm just riding this high I guess you you can't really predict how you're gonna feel as your career develops but what are your intentions for like privacy and do you feel pressured to have more of a, a media presence yeah that's a good question um i think in my mind the way that i always saw it was it it comes with the territory being yeah up, up in the public eye kim um, kardashian has said the same thing <laughs> right yeah i mean i like i was saying um i mean when you're starting out in this field you never really expect to have success in the way that I have, right? When you start out as an actor, it's the common knowledge is you're probably not going to make it, kid. Mm. You know, ha, smoke a cigar. Ha, <laughs> ha. Um, and so, you know, that's the mindset that I started the career with, and then I started booking jobs in TV and smaller parts and then bigger and bigger parts. Um, and then in my mind, I was like, oh, you know, oh, crap, am I going to have to start doing all the things that, you know, uh, seem more like fiction? But, um, yeah, I'm, I think right now where I am, uh, I'm at a point where it's like, it's going to be part of the job. So even if I don't like it, um, it's my job to sort of learn to like it and sure. learn to, or at least learn how to do it in a way that, that I can do it. Right? Sure. Um, because otherwise life is going to suck. I'm just going to be doing this thing that I don't like Yeah. a lot. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons that Hannah and I have kind of admired your journey from afar um the whole reason we got disney plus by the way was because we heard ben wong was starring on multiple uh <laughs> series movies shorts i mean you name it oh, he's boy. in it 
not you exactly. name it, he's not, in not, it. Not, actually, not, exactly. not at all. Um, the opposite of that, actually. If you name it, he's probably not in it. <laughs> One thing that I do want to know is if uh, you have a book recommendation. A book yes. that you think everyone should read. Oh... Oh, the Bible, <laughs> the Holy Word of God. Um, you're right. You're right. And um, that's all. I I read this really great book in preparation for to work on American Born Chinese. I thought you were gonna say in preparation for this podcast. Yes, in preparation for this podcast, I read this really great book on Asian American representation. Um, so in preparation to work on American Born Chinese, um, I read this book called uh, The Loneliest. I'm sorry, did you guys hear that burp? No. <laughs> Just, was it was it you who burped, or was it, it was, a far off burp that we all should have well, heard together? I mean, you might have heard it in the distance, echoing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It came from me, and it was very deep and guttural. I was <laughs> honestly, when you offered me the sparkling uh, water, I, one of my, I was like, I would love to drink it, but my deepest fear is that I'm going to burp so loud. <laughs> so back to what you were saying about this book. When I so rudely um, burped and yes. you. Yeah. Uh, the, the book is called The Loneliest Americans. It's by J. Caspian Kang, who is um, a columnist for, I think, for the New York Times or the New Yorker. Um, it's a really interesting examination on the Asian American identity. Um, and he sort of goes, runs the whole gamut of discussion on the topic. And he goes to some very interesting places that I, I don't want to really speak of because sure. the book does it so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's parts of Asian America that have been left unexamined, whether it's because we feel uncomfortable examining it mm. or because no one has ever thought to or wanted to, um, that I think he brings to light in this book. Um, and it's really, it's, it's a challenging read. Um, it's um, intellectually challenging and it's also emotionally challenging because he sometimes for his thesis is, will go against sort of the grain of traditional thought on these sort of topics. But it was a really, really good read for me in preparation to work on American Born Chinese, which is a show that at its core is an examination on sort of the Asian American adolescent experience through the, through the specific experiences of this, you know, the one kid, the kid that I play. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Will you say the title and the author one more time? Yeah, it's um, The Loneliest Americans by J. Caspian King. I feel like you've answered a lot of our questions inadvertently, which was kind of what I thought would happen, and it's amazing. I mean, I can't think of a better way to end this podcast, Ben. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for joining us and how crazy it is that it actually worked out. I cannot wait to see... Chank and Dunk and American Born Chinese. This has been uh, really fun. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. Hey, thanks for listening, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. See you next time. Bye! Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to That Took a Turn, the podcast. Written, produced, and everything by us. Kate Geary and Hannah Domish. It's pretty DIY. If you're digging the pod, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Vlad Took a Turn wherever you're listening to this podcast. I mean, if you made it to this point, you at least were like bored enough to listen. I know. Either way, you can also check us out on Instagram at That Took a Turn Podcast. Special thanks to Garrett Burns. Our theme song is by Music Unlimited. This has been a Handsome Prince production. Goodbye.